this special edition of the Purple Rock Survivor podcast. We did one of these before, and we're doing one in honor of the upcoming season. We like to call it the Collar season, or at least I do. It's, I believe, Survivor Other Worlds. What is it called? Worlds Apart. Worlds Apart. That's the one. Um, they're basically doing three tribes of blue collar, white collar, and what Jeff Probst calls no collar, but what I like to call shirtless. I'm bringing in Andy, my co-host as usual, and a guest, Will, who's returning for, I think, the second, this is your third, third, third appearance, right? That's yes, right. he's returning for the second time, Andy, so it's his third total ah, appearance. You're on, you're on your game tonight. I am. Um, so anyway, we're each going to draft six different players to this season. We're fan casting, basically. If you hadn't picked up on this, we did this before. You can go back and search our archives. We did it for the Brains, Bronze, and Beauty season. Go back and listen. It was a good episode, and we're doing it again, and Andy is going to explain the rules to you. Uh, yeah, and actually, I guess we've also fan-casted uh, First Boot season, which that was... <laughs> sort of accidentally, but yes. We did that, and actually, I have somebody on my list for tonight that I, we didn't cast that season that could have qualified. Weird. Um, so here's how it works. Anybody who was A previously on the show Survivor and B is still living is eligible to be picked. Uh-oh. Uh, we're not... Yeah, yeah. Gotta make also, it... There goes the BB. Uh, I know you wanted BB Anderson. Jen Lyons. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, and you're in for that kind of comedy tonight. Ha ha ha. Three people died. Um, <laughs> we're not gonna really... We're not gonna worry too much about whether these people are actually gettable or not. As evidenced by the fact that last time John cast somebody who no one actually knows is living or dead <laughs> in Colleen. Uh, that's, this is fantasy stuff. This is hypothetical. So whether they are available, whether it's practical for them to be on Survivor right now, it's not our concern. What our concern is, is creating a good season of television defined by our narrow perception of what that makes it for Survivor. Right. Um, We're basically treating it like you're the drunk person at the bar and everyone's available because you're drunk. Yes. So three tribes, each of us picks one male, one female, and that will uh, add up to 18 people. If somebody uh, proposes somebody that we don't, the, the other rest of us do not want, you know, so, so for instance, John picks somebody that's horrible because he likes to show off that he remembers survivors that other people don't. Uh, I can step on that grenade. I can veto that and say, no, this person cannot be on Survivor again, or no, this person is not white collar. Uh, and then it will be up to, to Will uh, to settle that argument. And uh, that's about it. We'll be uh, drafting in different orders. So nobody has to go first all the time. And uh, that's, that's the list. It's pretty complicated. But yeah, our goal uh, when picking people is just um, who we think is best to, to fit in that role. We're not too worried about matching people up or making tribes that, you know, will win or tribes that will be dynamic, hopefully. And just picking the best people within these parameters, we will create good tribes in and of themselves. Oh, and one last thing. Neither of us, none of us can pick more than two people from the same season. Uh, just so that it's, we show that we've watched more than one <laughs> season. Uh, however, if, like, you know, I pick two people from, say, Kagiyan, and John picks two people from Kagiyan, and Will does, well, then there's six people from Kagiyan. What are we gonna do? <laughs> uh, we're not worried about that. That is not uh, happening, just, just so you know. Probably not. But if there was ever a season, I, I, I think that might be the one that might have more than two people. But not for many of us. Uh, does that sound right? Sure. Good enough. And if you're totally confused, just don't worry about it. Keep listening. That's right. Well, welcome back. Thank you. I'm happy to be back. 
Yeah, we had to bring you back as uh, to do this because uh, last time we did this, we we wanted the three people again, three tribes that made most sense. We had our friend Emma; it was lots of fun, but she was terrible at picking dudes. And you were <laughs> oh, like, "Yes," and you were like, "You should have invited me." And we're like, "Next time." So here it is. That's right. Made good yes. on our promise. Like a year later, I can guarantee you and all the listeners that I have better taste in men than Emma. I think all three people in this podcast do. <laughs> <laughs> So without further ado, let's get to some picking. Uh, we've explained the rules pretty well here. And Andy basically informed me before the podcast that Survivor's logo for next season, I guess White Collar Tribe goes first, is what you're telling me? Yes. Okay, so White Collar Tribe is first, so just following the tribe logos, we're going to go with White Collar first, because why not? And we'll start with the males. And Will, since you're our guest, we're going to give you the first choice of this draft. And Thank you. You know, to interrupt, because that's what I do, uh, one other note I wanted to uh, just say for the listeners, uh, I forgot, is that we are working from imperfect information here. Uh, we don't know what everybody does always. We're not, you know, listening to every Survivor Oz interview and, you know, updating our records. So for the most part, we are going from what they were the last time they were on Survivor. Yeah, I should clarify, because I made this big list that I sent out to everybody beforehand. We used their job from the first time they were on Survivor, unless it was student, and then I tried to get updated information if I could. But for the most part, a lot of these people's new job is a former reality show contestant. <laughs> so uh, it's not much we could do about that. Um, but yeah, we are just kind of working from that, and I don't even think that's improper. If Survivor was to do this with returning players, they would slot people in where they wanted to slot them in and just say, hey, yeah, James still digs graves or something like that. Yeah. So, uh, you can certainly send us, uh, you know, tweets, emails like, oh, by the way, that person doesn't do that anymore. That'd be interesting for us, but, uh, it doesn't invalidate what we're doing here when we're not changing our answers. All right. So with that, Will, start us off. I'm going to start with, uh, Yul Kwan. Yes. Um, <laughs> that was my first pick. <laughs> um, Congratulations. We all love Ewell. Um, he was kind of a game bot on his season, but uh, when you um, listen to him on, on a couple of podcasts after he's played, he said that the reason he didn't say anything interesting on that season was that he was so terrified that he was basically speaking for his race on everything, <laughs> um, which I, I think is a, a justifiable fear, um, and certainly one that I would be terrified of. So uh, I think he deserves another shot. Um, he's certainly uh, he's not bad to look at. And he was a management consultant before he uh, before he went on um, Survivor Cook Island, um, and that's pretty damn white collar. So yes, uh, it let's is. bring back you all. Okay. Yeah, and I think actually post Survivor because they once did like a special of like where they are now. He ended up working like for the Obama administration as a consultant. So yeah, he is very white collar, and I mean he played a white collar game. Like I think it's a kind of a perfect uh, pick. The only uh, reason. As if we want to do former winners or not. And of course, you can pick anybody you want. And I think, you know, last time we did a show, we were holding off a lot of former winners with this pie in the sky hope that they would do an all winner season. Um, they can do that. Fine. Let's just bring back whoever. <laughs> because at this point, I don't think they're doing it. I don't think they're ever no. going to do it. No. I don't think they are either. If they do, they'll, they'll just bring back the worst winners. <laughs> so it's a Vesepia versus Fabio season? Yes, yes. Okay. I'd watch that, but you know. I mean, I'd be watching. Look what I'm doing on a Friday night. Anyway, my pick, right? Yep. Um, I am up next, and I know that at least one of you will support this pick. I'm going with Bob Dog from Survivor Panama because he was a lawyer, which is a very white collar profession, 
and I feel like we didn't get enough Bob Dog. There's plenty of white-collar professions that I could have picked to bring back, but I want a diverse tribe, and I want entertainment, and Bob Dog delivers. Actually, I, he, I was on my list as well. All right. So. And as for me, I do not remember Bob Dog. <laughs> then don't veto, no veto him. There. So I, I will let your pick stand, Sweet. because obviously I can't argue against him. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, that's really good. Uh, I don't think Survivor would do that, because if they were to bring him back, and you know, they're not going to, which is really unfortunate, but they wouldn't. They didn't treat him like a white collar guy in his first go around. They treated him as the guy who you know drank too much and then used the outhouse. Uh, but yeah, I mean, dude's a lawyer. Like, yeah, and it would be probably an interesting mix to a tribe that will otherwise kind of be a little stuffier. It might help them prevent them from just being a disastrous, uh, you know, nerds tribe. What was that? Brains tribe. That's what they called it. Yes. I want to see him again. I. He was entertaining in his short period of time on the show. He was a pre-merge boot, so it's okay that you don't remember him well. But where he would really shine was after that. Survivor, for a short period of time, used to uh, let their former survivors comment on like a blog on CBS.com. And most of them were boring, as anybody with a Twitter account that follows survivors would have known. <laughs> but uh, he was hilarious. He went, and, you know, he would dissect things a lot, really well. He went and like created a character about himself and would talk in the third person. And yeah, like it was like, man, we missed out on that from the show. And it, I don't fault the show. He was a pre-merged boot, and you're only going to give them so much time. So this this would be a good time to bring him back. Sure. So Andy, who you got then? Well, what I was worried when I put together my list was that we could so easily construct a really likable white-collar tribe. Yes, we could. <laughs> you know, there's so many people that we like, you know, because they're strategic, you know, intellectual players, that we would just be like, hey, this is the nicest tribe ever. And I don't think that's what you want from a white-collar tribe. No, you got to have uh, some people that are hateable in a white-collar tribe. Yeah, so, and I just kind of realized that, like, today, after I put together my list, I had to, like, write this guy's name down. Now, you know, you casting Bob Dog does help shake it up a bit, but I do think we still need a little bit of douchebaggery. Please. Uh, for... <laughs> yes, so I'm casting uh, Marty Piombo from Nick. Oh, Apple. God. Yeah, I know. I almost want to veto this just because why would you ever bring back anyone from Nicaragua? No, that is that is a valid point, John. But it's like, that's my thing. It's like, it, it feels like it needs a Marty type. Yeah, another thought would be Shane Powers from Panama as well. How is he white collar? Uh, uh, he's a, uh, He is. He was a marketing executive or an ad executive. Yeah, oh. he was the guy who couldn't be away from his Blackberry so much that he created one of the rocks. <laughs> Fair enough, okay. But, but yeah, uh, you know, he doesn't fit the mold. And, you know, if you have Yule, if you have some of... The ladies, I think, we're going to be putting in. They just get rid of him. Whereas I think Marty could, you know, he can speak. He could connect with these people. He could work with these people. But then he would still be giving you the douchebaggery quotes that you need uh, to set the tale of the white collar tribe. And as far as bringing back awful people from Nicaragua, um, he's one of the less awful ones. Although he was plenty awful when he was on it. Because I know a lot of people who argue with us that Nicaragua wasn't so bad. It's like, hey, they had Brenda, they had Marty. And it was like, A, they both sucked too. B, they were like the first two members of the jury. Yes. That's like saying San Juan del Sur had Josh and Jeremy. Like, <laughs> these two are not the defining members of the season. 
But uh, he's become a regular uh, commenter on Rob Has a Podcast, and it sounds like he's got a decent head on his shoulders. sounds like he is uh, more than accepting of his own faults <laughs> as a player, and also the faults of Nicaragua there we as go. a season. I knew so. you were going to mention that. Yes, I tweeted at him that he should watch Nicaragua, which is the worst season ever, and he said, agreed. So... <laughs> He does at least. I mean, he probably wasn't happy sucks. that he had to vote for. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I'm not actually even sure if he voted for Fabio. Um, like people, I want more. Um, I'll, I'll throw out Andrew Savage there for our friend Matt. <laughs> I thought that too. And uh, it would be cool to bring back Earl and watch Earl and Yule form like a super alliance of like you know calm, rational you know strategy. But it would probably also be dull for people that aren't us. Well, Will, who was your alternate then? Uh, my alternate was Stephen Fishback. Uh, too easy. Yeah, but, I mean, God, do I want to see him play again. <laughs> of course, he never will, but... Well, yeah, let's do one thing. People always say they never will. Well, let's wait till the phone call. <laughs> so, my alternate was uh, Bryce, actually, because I was going to bring back another early boot. And, again, I wanted diversity and I wanted entertainment from this tribe, so... I was going to call... Bryce was like a social worker. I called that white collar. I was stretching it a yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I, I think that's fair. He probably has to wear, you know, a collared buttoned up. Shirt. Sure, why not? Yeah. Not all white collars are, you know, uh, you know, masters of the universe types. I think I would have vetoed that, actually. I, I would have uh, vetoed Bryce. Really? But that's not white collar. No. Oh. Because we, uh, I mean, that's more more no collar. If only because of the way he dressed. Okay, fair well, enough. And also, I say, like, he, pro- he himself doesn't represent what they're aiming for for white collar, regardless of what he does for a living. That's true. Right. Whereas I think Marty is the personification of what they yes. would be looking for. That is very true. And that's why I thought of him. Not necessarily that I'm itching to have him back, but I think you need a type like him. But thank you for shooting down the person that I did not pick anyway. My pleasure. So let's move on to the females, by the way, because I'm going to get the first pick on this one. We determined this before the whole podcast went down. That's why I know what the order is, in case you're wondering, listeners. I get first pick. I thought about this one for a long time, and you know my affinity for drafting bizarre people that went out early. I definitely debated Francesca for a third time, but I actually decided after reading a Reddit interview with her, or Reddit AMA, whatever you want to call it, I'm taking Katie from Blood vs. Water. She knew a lot about the game. Um, She didn't take herself too seriously, and I have a feeling... If she wasn't overshadowed by some really, really entertaining people on that season, she might have gotten a little more camera time. Mm. I'll say I liked her enough. Um, I also find her pretty attractive yep. in her regular life. That too. Um, Doesn't hurt. I didn't get the impression she was all that interested in being on Survivor. Well, you need to read her AMA thing. It's it's good. I'll say that. Well, I have read her AMA thing, although I, I read it uh, probably when it came out you know, a year or so ago. Um, that certainly didn't change my impression of her. <laughs> so I'm going to veto your Oh. Um, she, she did not make television while she was out there. I mean, she, uh, she picked a rock and went home. Um, and she probably got a, a less of an edit than, you know, she otherwise might have. Mm-hmm. But I can't think of one time during that season where, like, I said to myself, show me more Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I might have said that, but I didn't mean more screen time. Right. Yeah, I think it was more like, oh, she's wearing glasses. You know what? I'm going to uphold your uh, your veto, Will. Uh, Thank uh, you. For similar ideas. I just, yeah. I, like, I wanted stuff out of her. Uh, and, yeah, she just kind of was there. And obviously, yeah, I think you're saying from her AMA, she was doing a bit more. But I don't 
I didn't feel like we needed more Katie. It was just kind of, she was Tino's daughter who was hanging out. Like, she was the lesser Sierra. <laughs> I'm, I'm really tempted to, uh, nominate Jatia here just to make you guys burn through some more vetoes. <laughs> <laughs> but, alright, um, I, I really can't nominate Franny. If she were for doing a fake first boot season, then we gotta save her for that. So, you know what? You have to pick, like Andy said, you have to pick someone a little bit objectionable for this. You need someone that maybe people kind of hate, but definitely defines the position. So I'm going to go Cass. All right. I I would accept that uh, for the reasons you just gave. And also, I mean, Cass was good television. Uh, she's, she's a little whacked out, but... Uh, yeah, I, I I can't see why the show wouldn't want to bring her. Back. I can just imagine Yule going mad trying to deal with Cass. <laughs> Cass was my uh, number two pick, um, so job well done. Thank you. All right, Andy, you're up. Oh, well, so you picking Cass kind of throws off who I was thinking of taking, but that works out because then it just frees me to take the person I really wanted to take. Um, uh, I was thinking that Tasha would be a the perfect fit here. And I was kind of hoping you would take her, John, because, you know, you're both the Captain <laughs> Good whatever. Lord. So far from the truth. <laughs> uh, so instead, uh, I might be taking somebody that, I don't know, it's possible you'll veto, because it's kind of along what you were saying. Only, I feel like this is somebody we actually did want more out of and thought was there. And I'm going to go ahead and pick Kelly from last season. Uh, Kelly Wentworth from San Juan del Sur. This frees her from being the farmer's daughter and allows her to be the marketing manager that she is. Uh, a, a big flaw of that season was that strat- people who knew Survivor were viewed as threatening and they were kicked out, and thus we got no people that knew Survivor controlling the game. I'd like to see what she has to offer in a season where that's not the case. I'd like to see what she has to offer when she's not, you know, having to cater to her dad. I'd like to just see what she has to offer. <laughs> I think that's a great pick. I... I was totally on the Kelly train. Uh, I had her in my pick four. Um, and I would love to see her play again. And, like, this is the only kind of format you could bring her back. You can't bring her back for an all-star. Uh, I mean, I guess that they ever did, you know, pre-merge boots, but they're never going to do that. Um, but when you're, like, casting for themes, then you can kind of look around and it's like, yeah, she seemed pretty interesting. She seemed interesting on Twitter, even though they weren't supposed to be interesting on Twitter. In her interview, she seemed kind of interesting. And, you know, she's attractive. Mm. I'm tempted to veto this just because in the same way that my pick got vetoed i don't know that i was ever like oh man i wish we got more kelly just because we didn't get great confessionals from her when she did talk but i think i'll let this slide only because she's like a good counterbalance to my bob dog pick she's an early boot as well all right i think i know who will's gonna pick do you i don't know who do you think i'm gonna pick let's find out who you pick you you, you pick and then we'll see i'm going (laughs) i'm going to pick uh Roberta. Arsim. Whoa. Veto. 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 <laughs> <laughs> RC. Saint Amour. I'm picking her. Veto. Immediately. I Why will, is that? I will use both of my vetoes on this if I have to. <laughs> I will veto Andy's veto if he tries to. RC should never be allowed back on Survivor. Uh, if you had the opportunity to read her interview where she compared her experience to surviving the Holocaust, um, I think you would realize that she's a pretty terrible person and not at all entertaining TV, even when she was on Survivor. 
Oh, I think she was great TV when she was on Survivor. She's even better TV when she was on Ponderosa videos. Well, you know what? This is a crazy, crazy person. <laughs> I actually said this during the season at one point, and it got edited out because of some audio issues Andy and I had. But my new favorite player in Survivor history is RC's dad for <laughs> for getting medically evacuated before the season and preventing her from coming back a second time. So I'm throwing a veto on that immediately. Uh, Andy? Uh... That's funny because I was teasing John before we started doing this. That is like I know one white collar female, and yeah. And then I almost thought about you know saying RC just to, to get this reaction on tape. So bravo, Will. <laughs> uh, one thing is like if it was like the Holocaust, how many Jews were signing up for a second round of that RC? Because <laughs> she was supposed to be on. She was on the con. She was on the island. Um, I have to say, yeah. by the way, if if you haven't, you should just Google. I don't even remember what the news organization or whatever it was that interviewed her was, but just Google around until you find that interview. I think her comparing it to the Holocaust was probably the third most offensive thing she says in that interview. So, yeah, I highly encourage you to read it. Oh, but such great television! And I will say the impression I, I get uh, from you know, like reading other former survivors writing or talking on Rob besides the podcast. I think people back up John's thesis that she is an awful person. <laughs> uh, often when they talk about her, it's kind of like, oh, a crazy chick. Um, so you know what? I'm going to hold up your veto, John, just so that I can see. Come on, Will, you picked the wrong person. Okay. Well, uh, so who who's your you favorite survivor? Who did, who did you think I was going to pick? Denise! I picked her, uh, well, I have her slated for a different category, but... See, I actually thought that when Andy was saying, like, oh, I know who you're going to pick, that's who I was thinking he was meaning. So at least yeah. Andy and I were on the same wavelength there. Well, then you I have, have her, her disqualified. Uh, she's not a no-caller. I'm sure she has to dress nice for her, you know, sessions with couples. Yeah, like, but, she... I mean, she's a sex therapist. Yeah, but it's a lot of degrees. She's a doctor. This is white-collar. It, it's no-collar in spirit. Don't you want to see Den- Denise and, like, uh, Cass? Cass. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to see that. Okay. Okay, I, I'm picking Denise. You, I was Thank going you. to pick Eliza. I was, I was going to bring back Eliza. Oh, for the taint from RC? That's actually, <laughs> she's brought Eliza, in my opinion of Eliza, down just because of their association. Eliza's kind of like Russell Hans, isn't she, at this point? And she always yeah. seems like the victim on her seasons, but she's kind of awful. Yeah, exactly. Oh, she's crazy. Like, yeah. her and, and RC are peas in a pod. <laughs> I see you working, Will. <laughs> I'm glad we brought you, actually, because John and I, I think, we, we're too often like, eh, we like these people. You're going to bring a little bit of conflict. Yeah, I mean, you brought Cass back. It's not like... Uh... That's right. Cass is not... Well, I don't know if we should... Maybe we should call up Tony and ask his opinion. I think he has a strong opinion on this. I was going to say she's not that objectionable as a human being, but again, you know, we weren't there. So what do we know? So anyways, because... You guys are pretty boring. We'll bring back Denise next. All time. right. Well, you wanted to bring her back anyway. This is the right spot. What? And yeah. Again, even if you technically want to think that it's not full of white collar, uh, she has a white collar veneer to her. This is where she would fit. Although yeah, now we we forced Will into bringing back two winners already. Yeah. Well, but that's good. This tribe has two winners. Sure. Then they they won't be uh you know they won't yeah. be like we got to attack the winner. They can team up. You think any of the other two tribes are going to manage to pull off two winners? Probably not. Let's see. Yeah, I don't think Marty and Kelly and even Cass are probably are like, like attack the winners immediately type people. I can see Marty being that way. Maybe Cass. 
He was the guy who was insecure about Jimmy Johnson's fame. <laughs> that was that was the whole thing that was about. It's like I came on here to be the star of this show, and now there's this guy here. We got to get rid of him. stealing my thunder already. All right, so blue collar. Uh, are we just gonna go men, women every time, or we want to switch it up? Well, in true survivor position or tradition, men should always come first. So, well, there's got to be a better way to say that. Um. <laughs> You just came off a season where there's a final four women. What's wrong with you, you big misogynist? Do we want to start with men? We can start with women. I don't care. We want to start with women? We'll start with men this time, women next time. All right. That sounds good. All right. So male in the blue collar. Again, I'm going to aim for some entertainment here, and I'm hesitant about whether you guys will allow this one to stand or not, but I'm going to take dreams oh. because I want that wild card. I brought... Cass into my other tribe for the wild card. I'm bringing dreams into this tribe for my wild card. What about him is blue collar? Well, I mean, he's a cheerleading coach, Andy, first of all. That would be the question I'm continuing to ask. <laughs> I mean, what is blue collar if not cheerleading coach? Many other things besides cheerleading coach, <laughs> I would say. Really? I actually have dreams in my uh, lists, too. But I have him in the proper category, mm. See, which is not a no-collar. He's the homeless cheerleading coach. Come on. He must have some sort of blue-collar job. I feel like cheerleading coach is close enough. And if you veto this, I do have a backup that definitely qualifies as blue-collar anyway. Well, I am going to use my veto based on categorization, not on the player. This is not cheerleading coach. Come on. They don't even, they probably don't, he probably doesn't even wear a golf shirt. <laughs> Andy, There's no you. collar. No collar at all. <laughs> thank you, Andy, because, uh, yeah, that's, that's outrageous. How dare you, Dreams people? Dreams not blue collar. Oh. How dare you? Okay. Dreams. He, he's like the quintessential no collar. Like, they, he'd probably he'd be like, hey, it's a guy who, who was picked off the streets ten years ago. <laughs> and now he uh, fulfills his dreams for church. Okay. Fine. So, there's no and way. He cheats old professors out of their car. There's no way you can dispute this one. I'm bringing back Judd. He was my first pick, so there's absolutely <laughs> no way I could. Is that Guatemala Judd? Yes, it is. Guatemala Judd. The doorman. Apparently he's still a doorman, so this is legit. <laughs> is he still? Yeah, uh, Brian Carden, uh, talks that said, yeah, I still see him sometimes at the door in uh, this hotel in New York City. So yeah. Alright. Absolutely. No, yeah, Judd's a perfect pick. Uh, I mean, I, I I wasn't even a fan, as big a fan of him from an entertainment perspective as other people. But no, like, you talk about blue collar, and you'd show his picture, and people are like, yeah, I get it. And he'd talk with his thing, and hopefully he would still, you know, mess up sportsmanships and <laughs> drink a little bit too much during a challenge. And, like, he's as strong as an ox. Yeah, no, I mean... Judd, Judd, Judd. Sure. Uh, why, why, why do you, why'd you pick him? Uh, for everything you just said, basically. And then plus, you know, again, he's entertaining TV and he, if you see him, you're like, oh yeah, the blue collar guy. I mean, he's got a union job for life. Why is he ever going to stop being a doorman? You know? Oh yeah. And he would complain about the other tribes. Like this is a real division, you know, like, oh, I have to work for me and not like those guys, blah, blah, blah. He'd probably hate the no collars more than the white collars because he has to greet the white collars all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this is the perfect spot to bring back Jeff. All right. What do you think, Mil Will? I, I think it's a great pick. Uh, good TV, fits the category to a T, and he should get on interesting with my picks. All right. Well, 
speaking of your picks, let's not make your pick right now because it's Andy's pick. <laughs> All right. Um, somebody I, I just can't wait to pair with Jed. And frankly, I can't wait to see on television again is Tony Vlachos. <laughs> Jesus. How did we end up with a winner on this tribe too? Because it's Tony. Yeah. Uh, and he would just, yeah, you know, blue collar. He'd be like, it's all about the boys in blue, 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 blue blood. Ah, uh, man. And Judd would probably believe all his stuff too. And it would be great. <laughs> He'd tell Judd he was a doorman too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, Survivor needs to bring back Tony as soon as possible at this point, and this is the perfect spot. And it's only better that Cass is already on the show. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> that can only lead to good things later on. Yeah. No, I think it's a great pick. Yeah, so, I mean, it's obviously I'm totally in the bag for Tony, so it's hard to veto that, other than the fact that, again, we're bringing in a winner, but we've already got two other winners, so whatever, why not? Yeah, we've actually made this a bit of an all-star season. It's a nice mix so far. Yeah. All right, so, Will, I'm assuming you're upholding that one, too? Oh, yeah, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. All right. Now it's your turn, then. I'm bringing uh, Jeremy, just from uh, San Juan del Sur. Um, I think he's an interesting person. He's good TV. He's probably... He will never win Survivor. Uh, <laughs> I guarantee you that. Um, but I think he would do well with Judd and Tony. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> well, I, I just, when I wrote it down here, I'm like, oh, man, that'd be amazing. I want that to happen now. <laughs> Yeah. Cause like one thing I was thinking when I, when we, first I was like, we have to do this. And I'm like, it would be stupid for Survivor to do this concept with returnees. Cause basically what they're going to be presenting all these people is as their job. But when it's returnees, all you really think about is their previous time on Survivor. Like we won't be thinking about, you know, Judd as a doorman. We'll be thinking about Judd as, you know, the guy Guatemala who, Judd. yeah, who got told, told people to look for the idol on the ground and he's looking in the trees. But seeing a, a, tr- a potential tribe of Judd, Tony, and Jeremy, I'm all in. Like this would feel right, fit right into Jeremy's wheelhouse because he would just complain about how stupid everyone is. Exactly, exactly. And then Tony would get him gone, probably so pre-merge. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll uphold that then. That's fine. I mean, Jeremy, I don't know how desperately I want him back, but I, I think he is a good fit for the tribe that we made, though. Excellent. And what's nice is that you know he's not an idiot. Like I think it's, it's so tempting to make blue collar. Well, like Judd's, I guess. I mean, again, Judd's perfect. You have to have a Judd. But, yeah, like, Jeremy also seems like a pretty bright guy with, you know, maybe anger issues. <laughs> uh, and we did the same thing with, like, White Collar. Like, you know, some of those guys are fit. So we're not just stereotyping and make, making everything difficult. And maybe with Jeremy, they can win a puzzle uh, challenge, but probably not. Maybe. Hey, um, let's talk alternates, by the way. Who did you guys have coming back as an alternate? If we had vetoed your pick. Andy, go ahead. I had Ralph. Oh, God, really? Ralph the farmer from Redemption Island. Oh, my God, I would have vetoed that. Although his spelling <laughs> was fantastic. That's basically it. <laughs> I think I wrote, when I wrote that, I wrote you know, R-A-L-F <laughs> to honor him. Ralph. All right, well, Ralph. what about you? Who'd you have? You actually picked uh, my entire team. Really? So those are the three people, Judd, Tony, and Jeremy, that uh, I had picked. All right, well, if you had somehow vetoed both of my top two picks, I was going to go with Joel as my third. Joel from Fans vs. Favorites, the enormously muscled fireman. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, isn't he a lawyer or something? But I was thinking of somebody else. Nope. Yes, definitely a fireman. Yes. Uh, yeah, I just thought farmers as blue collar as it gets. Sure. And Ralph is a character. But honestly, uh, I had I, I knew I was picking second, and there's no way that people would veto both Judd and Tony. So. Yeah. You were pretty safe there. I wasn't too worried about my third pick. All right. Well, let's move on to the women then. 
Andy, you're up first on this one. All right. Um, not going to go with my first pick based on who we have so far, so I'll skip down. And uh, I'm going with Twyla from Vanuatu. Oh. A highway repair worker. <laughs> Ooh. Interesting pick. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, she's blue collar to the bone, uh, to the point where she doesn't understand social niceties, uh, in final tribal councils. She would be a bit of a villain. Um, I know the show actually almost cast her before. And honestly, I will say this, I thought the pickings were pretty slim, uh, for blue collar females. I don't feel like Survivor casts that type very much. You are mostly correct, although I did manage to find four of them for my list instead of the three that I had for every other list. So I wrote down six names, but frankly, none of them I'm that psyched about. <sighs> uh, whereas I think Twyla would... You, people know who she is. Uh, I don't know that I'm that psyched about seeing Twyla again, though. Let me ask you this, Andy. Has, mm-hmm. has the game of Survivor changed since Survivor Vanuatu um, so that Twyla might not be as hated as she once was for kind of stabbing people in the back? I think once she gets out there, it'll be fine, but it'll be easy to construct a, a narrative like, oh, Twyla, oh, I didn't even hate her when she was out there. Um, like, they could say, oh, we're bringing back one of our biggest villains, because apparently she was a close alternate for the villains tribe uh, last time. Um, I can't imagine many other seasons where I would cast a Twyla, but the other names, <sighs> I would have to remind you who they are. <laughs> Oh, man, now you're scaring me off of using my veto just because I don't I don't know if I want to end up with someone else that you're going to nominate. Yeah, you guys are going to run out of vetoes pretty quick. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'll let that but, one stand. Like, if you're, well, because here's the thing. Like, Survivor just doesn't cast a lot of blue-collar women. That's true. Even, like, even women that they've, like, put in the blue-collar role, are, their, their jobs aren't actually all that blue-collar. And if you, if you guys pick one of them, I'll probably just let it go because it's like, hey, uh... <laughs> Like, it's, it's, there's a lot of, like, early boot cops and stuff that we have to work with. Have we said what Twilight's actual job is? Uh, highway repair worker right. is what she was. Which, back I mean... That's as blue-collar as it gets. Yes. Like, yeah, it's just, just as, this is casting to type. Like, this is, yeah. If you were the Hollywood director, is like, eh, she's straight out of central casting for a blue-collar uh, woman. All right, I'll let it stand. Hopefully she's got a very big bathing suit to cover everything. <laughs> oh. All right, Will. Give us another one. I'm almost reluctant to per- put this person on the tribe because I like her, and this is a disaster of a tribe right now. <laughs> but um, this is kind of a deep pull. Uh, but I've chosen Julie Wolf. Now, Julie was on Survivor Redemption Island. She made it to the jury. She's actually part of the team that took out Russell Hance, um, the team of women that took out Russell Hance. And uh, she's most known for kind of giving uh, a speech to Boston Rob at the, uh, in the final tribal council in which she said, Rob, don't raise your girls to be as stupid as Natalie Tenerelli. <laughs> um, which I, I mean, she, she spoke for me on that. Um, <laughs> and uh, she is uh, a challenge badass. Um, she's very strong. And she's a firefighter, a female firefighter. So... Uh, I think she'd be good, although, again, I kind of pity her for being with the rest of these. It is a deep pull. Uh, I know who you're talking about. I don't remember a whole lot what she did. And I had her as my fourth uh, <laughs> alternate. <laughs> so that's what I'm getting at. I'm interested in who you got, John. Well, that you're like, Twyla isn't a star. I am uh, really glad I did not use my veto on the last one because I'm going to use a veto on that because uh-huh. I just 
I don't feel like that's someone I need to see again. Like, I actually had to sit there and think, like, wait, Julie who? And it eventually kind of came to me. I can sort of picture her in my head, but as with most people on Redemption Island that were not Boston Rob or Jesus Matt or maybe Andrea, totally forgettable. So mm. I'm going to veto. See, I feel that anyone who on their first time out takes out a two-turn returning player, even if it's Russell Hans, <laughs> or maybe especially that it's Russell Hans, um, you know, deserves a little, uh, maybe another chance at bat. But if you're going to veto that... Well, wait, um, let's, have... see if, let's see if Andrew right. upholds this, first of all. You might have, yeah, okay. have to pick anybody. I'm going to let Julie pass. Just because uh, I don't want every veto to be automatic. <laughs> How I dare you? <laughs> I, I'm going to let you have another veto, John. I, I feel like you're, you've gone veto crazy here. I only used the one. I didn't... I know. Well, you'd be out. We have, like, six other tribes. Oh, yeah. Well, I had to throw a veto at RC. Come on. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, Boo. I agree. Boo. I, well, I get what John's saying. Um, it's kind of the same point. It's like, is she somebody I'd be itching to bring back? But it's just like, I don't know whose spot she's taking that, you know, we need to, like, throw somebody else out there. I... So, I'll, I'll let it stand just so we can move on. Uh, John, who's your uh, blue-collar female superstar? Okay, well, so, first of all, we should clarify one thing. Does retail work count as blue-collar to you guys? No. I worked retail, I can tell you. That was not blue-collar work. I'd say it's it depends on the person. <laughs> is is a... Yeah, I suppose you can make a person feel like, yeah, that person is a blue-collar type person. That's not blue collar work. Would you Some say? Some of it's high end work. Would you say a barista is blue collar? I would. Mm. Yes, I would. See, I, I think most baristas are basically what Survivor likes to call, uh, you know, models and actors. That's just <laughs> like that's usually just Survivor code for an actor. That may very well be true, but we would definitely say a mechanic is blue collar. Absolutely, one hundred percent. All right, so apparently I'm so predictable that when we tweeted that we were going to do this as a podcast, someone said, oh, so John's going to bring back Courtney from One World again? (laughs) And I guess I'm just too predictable because I am totally in the bag for Courtney. I thought she was adorable and she was on my TV for all of one episode. And I think I've mentioned her more on this podcast. Barely even the one episode. I know. I think I've mentioned her more on this podcast than half of the survivors we've ever talked about. All right, so I'm not going to take Courtney. I brought up the retail thing just because that would allow me to bring back Amy, the barista from Vanuatu. But I don't even have to bring back Amy because there's one other blue-collar person that I could bring back, and that's Shambo, and that's who I'm going to pick. Yeah, so she's the person I was talking about that was cast as blue collar and look she looks the part a hundred percent um but she's like in sales uh what they listed her as is former marine that's right <laughs> yeah, that's right because she's uh, so blue collar <laughs> oh yeah i look i bet all her friends are you know i bet you know she opens beer bottles with her armpit or something like that so okay i'm not upholding it um if the show wants to say that shambo is a blue collar then Nobody would say, oh, wait a second. Actually, I'm, I'm a little nervous because I got, let's see, how old was Julie? She, yeah, these are all older women. Yeah, this is not the most attractive tribe we got going here. <sighs> Can I retroactively uphold your veto? 
Yes, yes, you can. <laughs> All right, Julie's been vetoed. All right, we got Twyla and Shampoo. Okay, right. Will save this tribe. Um, and I just want to reiterate, for no reason whatsoever, I would consider a barista blue collar. <laughs> yeah, and uh, what about a nanny? Would you consider a nanny blue collar? <laughs> um, maybe I, nanny, yes, but uh, what, what? What about someone who's both a nanny and a barista, and and also a former Playboy? Playmate. Again, this is something I'm going to back you up on, Will. So, if you want to throw it out there. Well, yeah, I'll go with it. Um, it's Amy. Amy from Vanuatu. No, she's Although, not blue collar. We can't Come put Twyla, can we? We can't put Amy as Twyla. Oh my no. god, that's right. Oh, I don't know it's if we can. How, okay, what about, uh, what about Sierra? She's a cosmetology student. No. She is a former teen mom who's not a teen anymore. That's kind of blue collar. <laughs> If she got a job, it would probably be blue collar. Man, I shouldn't have picked Twyla. You guys. Yeah, I know. You blew this whole tribe for us, Andy. Well, I think Twyla is the best pick. It's just, you know. No, you know who the best pick is? The best pick is Sue Hawk. Oh, yes. yeah, that's true. But wow, Twyla, Sue, and Shambo. Okay, so, <laughs> so I had, I had some others on my list that I. Jesse the cop from Africa? Can we do that? Oh my god, yeah. I... I picked that one. I, I put her job as former cop, current MILF. <laughs> <laughs> I barely remember this person. Um, yes, as you should. Well, I think she was the second boot or something. She was, like, dehydrated. We actually, I think, had this person on our um, last fan casting thing, too. But Alicia was a bodybuilder and personal trainer. I don't know. Like, personal trainer basically works with rich people, right? Yeah, it seems like a no-collar. Anyway, this is Will's pick. We should stop trying to uh, take it over. Although, I will just say that my first prick was Sarah from Kageon. Okay, so I'm just offering names for Will. He can take him or leave him. Just throwing it out there. Denise from China was a lunch lady. Oh, God, no. We're not casting <laughs> Denise from China, Let's go guys. back to Julie from Redemption. <laughs> this, this tribe needs someone who can actually, you know, talk to people. Um, you know, so they have someone to vote out first. What you really need is Lydia the Fishmonger. <laughs> So you guys can see that the blue collar women is a pretty thin crop to choose from. Uh, yeah. And the only other name that I had on my list, I seriously, I had a pretty long list for this. Um, if we were going to count retail, then Kathy, who quit Micronesia because she was off her meds, she worked retail. <laughs> there you go. I had, uh, Amy O'Hara from Guatemala, also a cop, and also I believe I casted her in the Braun tribe last time. Yes, you did. That's why I didn't include her. Yeah, that, me too. And I had uh, Tina Shear, the first boot in Panama, who was a lumberjill. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I'll take her. I'll take her. Oh, why would you not just take Sarah from... Oh, never mind. She's on the same type as Tony again. Exactly. That's why. Yeah, that's why I just didn't pick her. All right. Tina Shear. She had the really sad story that her son had just died, and she came This is the a tribe of all older women. How did that happen? Isn't that what we're trying to avoid? Blue collar. Like, they haven't cast a young blue collar worker. Like, a... Like I'm saying, yeah, it would have to be a cop. It would have to be like Sarah or Jesse or Val. We're not going to have Val and Jeremy, so. Well, I stand by my assertion that hairdressers are blue collar, but. All right, then who you got for hairdresser? Well, then it would be Sierra. <laughs> All right, fine. You know what? We'll we'll just we'll cram see. Sierra in here because they really need a younger female. I, I agree. We can't, like, basically, Twyla, Shambo, and then any of the other people we've listed, they're the same person. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like one of them might be more likable than the other. You know, it's like Amy is the likable version of Twyla. 
Amy O'Hara. Well, I'm saying, not Amy Cusack, who's awesome. Yes. I guess we don't really need to go through our alternates here, because I think I rattle off every single possible alternate. So, This right. is absolutely one where, you re- uh, listeners at home, if we've missed a young blue-collar lady that should be back on the show, please let us know, and maybe we'll kick ourselves and just be like, oh, too bad. Yeah. Oops, that was the one. Our blue-collar tribe is Twyla, Sierra, Shambo, Judd, Tony, Jeremy... I think that's actually a pretty good tribe, in spite of the difficulties we had. I still worry that the there's not enough youth on it, but that's okay. They'll get by with that blue-collar ingenuity and muscle. That's right. <laughs> if you would have told me an hour ago that I would be picking Sierra, I would have just, my jaw would have hit the floor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look how far we've sunk. Yeah, we need to get it off of that blue-collar tribe. I'm already just envisioning them going down in flames. They're going to be the brains tribe of that last season. Well, they might not lose is the thing. They might, uh, you know, That's they'll have like a great shelter. You know, all the chores will be done. They'll, you know, come in first or second in the challenges. And then, you know. If I recall, Sierra and Shambo were both pretty bad at challenges. Yeah, Sierra was moderately okay. She wasn't anything special and she wasn't that Not terrible. the group challenges. The best thing she could do in a group challenge was sit out. That's true. Uh, Alright, so uh, we'll start with the ladies this time for no color. So, Will, we'll let you make your own pick and stop talking all over it. <laughs> well, apparently I have a different conception of no color than you guys, because my first pick was Denise, and my second pick was Kelly Wentworth. I think Kelly Both fits, because of... Kelly's like a, um, or theoretically, she was a oh, wait. nature guide. Oh, Kelly no. Wentworth. Oh, I'm thinking Wigglesworth. No, Sorry. I, so was I. I. I wrote down Kelly W here. I meant Kelly Wigglesworth. Okay. That, um, I mean, that certainly fits because she is a bizarre hippie nature guide. Yes. Um, All right. That's it. I guess that's your pick then. Yep. And she actually did get picked in our last fan casting too. So she's a popular returnee that's not going to return because she would be terrible at this game. She was terrible the first time. Well, I mean, yeah, Jervis was good casting when he came back, you know? Sometimes maybe it can refresh, you know? Tina was also good in Blood vs. Water, so... Well... Uh, and if you're talking early season, she's one of the few um, resources left that has not been overused. Well, I just happened to listen to an interview with her, and uh, she thought that Survivor would be great if they got rid of all the alliances. Nice! So, <laughs> not really. You know what, though? That's kind of perfect for this no-color aesthetic it that they're pushing. sort of is. Because it's one thing, it's like, it's we have to figure out what we mean by no-color, and we'll probably work our way through it. Uh, I think some people would just treat it as the catch-all, not white-collar, not blue-collar. Just throw them into potpourri. Uh, whereas I think what they are trying to push is, like, these are people that are, you know, off the beaten path, that don't play by society's rules, that are creating their own job types. Sure. And then model actors. I was going to say, here's uh, the reality, though. It's the actors and it's people with tattoos. And maybe trust fund babies. That's it. Uh, YouTube stars? <laughs> sure, those two. So, so I think Kelly fits in that in that attitude of you know we need to do away with alliances and all that. So much so that I wonder if I need to still use my first pick overall, but I will, unless John does. Well, it is my my vote, and uh, I'm stuck here because I want. Okay, screw it. I'll throw it out there. Taj from Token Teens. Does she have a job? Exactly. She was a... Actually, no, you know what? I think SWV went on a bit of a tour this Did they reunite? Week. Well, you know, probably playing casinos and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Week was quite a joint. I still listen to that song. It's good. 
that was actually a question. It's like, where do we put former athletes? Where do we put yep. former entertainers, right? And I think uh, my answer is not, none of the above. So you don't even have to veto this if if you're thinking that it doesn't fit the category, because if not, then I can surely switch to something Yeah, like, else. you know, she probably lives a pretty cushy lifestyle, which I guess doesn't necessarily doesn't fit with the no-collar lifestyle. But, you know, her husband made a good amount of money. And uh, so did she. I, I'm not sure. You know, pop stars, especially ones that just have a couple hits here or there, eh, I bet she got driven around in vans to their tiny little things. <laughs> Just because we saw her music videos doesn't mean that she got a lot of points on the on her deal. Um, yeah, who else you got, John? What What do you think, Will? Would you uphold Taj as a no collar or a shirtless, as I like to call them? Uh, you know, I think I would. I, you know, I'm not happy about it, but you're not happy to see Taj again. How dare you? No, I, one. I know we're not counting this, but she said she doesn't want to play again. Okay. Um, so that would probably make for bad TV. <laughs> and. <laughs> And two, you know, I don't think she she was a she was a number when she played. Um, she was just a loyal number, and she didn't have a she had that kind of exile alliance, but it didn't really go anywhere. So that's why I'm not excited to see her play. Well, can she fill a spot? You know, yeah, I think she can. All right, fine. I'll uh, move on then. It, the, this category is pretty ripe with people that we could pick, and actually, mm-hmm. the only reason that I really took Taj is that I wanted to keep this tribe with some diversity and yeah it it's that's why i have dreams it's very easy to pick the you know loopy white girl types do it do it do it (laughs) pick the loopy white girl figure no um then then i don't have to hang on i'm going back to make sure that we didn't pick this for okay you know what fine i'll do it and i'll make uh someone very happy it's not a loopy white girl type but courtney Yes! Courtney's coming back. Which one? Well, which, which Courtney are we talking about? No, not Fire Dancer Courtney. <laughs> oh, come on! No. It's gotta be Fire Dancer Courtney! No, Courtney Yates. Okay. I like we're that. Gonna, we're gonna make Emma happy. I can't object to Courtney Yates. Uh, what, what does she do, by the way? She's a waitress. Sure, that's fine. Uh, but come on! Courtney Meredith's the perfect example of what they're trying to do here. She really is, and she is terrible. She was... <laughs> Just grading on TV. I don't. I. I don't think I want her back. Uh. Well, yeah. I mean, I have no objection to bringing Courtney Hitz back. Uh, she's she's fun television because she's a bitch, and it's awesome. Yes, it is. So again, I I'm swinging and missing on my attempt to diversify this tribe, but whatever. I'm bringing Courtney back, and everyone's happy. Everyone loves Courtney. What do you think, Will? Uh, I like it. Um, she's good TV. So far, all our women are white, I think. But, yep. Yep. Um, whatever. <laughs> Let's go with it. We're not done yet. Uh, so I won't pick Courtney Merritt, who was the, my number one pick of no color female. Because uh, we're not going to have two blonde Courtney's. But I mean, like, she was just, when, like, Jeff was talking about, you know, what he envisions and no color is his deal, apparently. I was like, oh yeah, her. And then, you know, she can have her terrible apartment where she could be murdered in. Why'd you call my apartment terrible? Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? There was this quote from Shane in that season where he just basically told her that she was going to be murdered in her terrible apartment someday, and her response was, why would my apartment be terrible? <laughs> I think he said he was going to murder her yes, in her terrible apartment. Was. And he's just like, why do you think I live in a terrible apartment? <laughs> the threat of murder was the top of mind for Courtney, fire dancer. 
Come on, Fire Dancer! How did we lose Fire Dancer? But, um, so I won't pick her. But I just want to say Fire Dancer one more time. And I don't care if she's not doing it anymore. That's what's on the Chiron. If, she, if she's yes. the alternate Courtney. Um, this could be vetoed as a little too obscure. But I'm going to go for it anyway. I really liked Michelle Yee in Fiji. Oh, and... that was going to be my other pick. So no, oh, you're there good. You go. um, she was really cute. She fell off, you know, the challenge, uh, fell off the platform as the caller. Um, I think she's one of the handful of survivors that can really say that she was screwed by some weird game mechanics. <laughs> yeah, uh, she was. In, like, bad idea game mechanics. Obviously, a lot of people get, you know, their spot blown up. Hell, we brought by Kelly uh, from being in a swap or whatever. But that they merged, and then they had individual, uh, they had a group immunity, and then half the people in the merge didn't go to tribal council. Just her and the other people who she was randomly selected to be with that happened to all be on the other side. What is her qualification as a as a no-collar? She's a rock, rock climbing, climbing instructor. instructor. Ooh, great. I like it. Yeah, that's a no-collar type deal. No. Because uh, the collar would get caught on something. Yes. That's right. But, <laughs> and yeah. might save you from falling. She was a student, uh, I believe at the time, plus this. And yeah, I imagine she's one of those people that, you know, goes camping every weekend. Ugh. Ugh, nature. So, and then yeah, uh, she, she's not a skinny blonde white girl, so that helps too. Okay. Because honestly, the rest of my list, they, they are blonde white girls. Yeah, well, you didn't let me take Taj, so Michelle was actually, actually the second one on my list, but I was like, well, I'm gonna skip down then because I just, I wanted Courtney back, so. There we go. And we'll say that if we're actually trying to cast a good show, we better cast some superstar males in the no collars because. Oh, I've got one. Don't worry. We got. Yeah, there's oh, well, plenty. You know, Courtney's a third timer here, second place finisher. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Will? Are Are you okay with this? My memories of her are not particularly clear, but uh, I like the rock climbing instructor thing, so I, I'm ready to give it a thumbs up. Okay. Yeah. Basically, uh, of the people that didn't suck in Fiji, you had uh, especially Yao Man, of course. Yes. Earl. And her. And yep. they were kind of in a That was the together. three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, at the merge, they had that weird thing, and then she got voted out because her entire alliance wasn't allowed to go to tribal council, even though it was the merge. <laughs> um, all right, no-collar men. It starts off with me. Um, I just want to start off by saying who I think is the perfect embodiment of this that I will never cast. And that's Rupert. Because oh God! Not only does Rupert not have a collar, I'm not sure that dude has sleeves. <laughs> I, like, he is, I think, exactly what they're talking about. But I don't want to see him ever again. Nope. So uh, if we're just going theme, it would be Rupert. But if we're trying to go for good television, um, and you know, my previous qualification of let's pick some stars, I'm going with Vetus. Hmm. The yoga instructor. Yeah, I know who Vetus is. <laughs> <sighs> well, I'll say I like it. I um, like Vetus. I just, he is both a yoga instructor. It's one of those things where they threw up yoga instructor. He's a really a math professor. No, he's the drug addict yoga instructor, John. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is as no collar as it gets. Because he, he has to follow one. that story. That's right. <sighs> and that's his story. All right. What do you think, Will? I'm with Andy on this one. I think uh, if you've been to prison, you can put yourself in the no-collar category pretty much no matter what. <laughs> okay. Oh, good. Well, never mind. I won't spoil yeah, I, anything. I, I, he'll, he'll 
<laughs> and he'll throw out all this, you know, yoga talk, blah, 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 and lifestyle and all that. It, it's, yeah, it was be so easy to make this tribe just insufferable airheads, and I tried to, but you picked the wrong Courtney. Uh, but, yeah, Vetus is a, a strategic no-color dude. Yeah. Remember that Survivor producers once cast Sugar as a hero? Oh, God. Um, so, you know. I stand by that, by the way. Not in the sense that she actually was, but that the other people were also awful, and they were, you know, they finished behind her. <laughs> there was there was no you know, good people to paint, so they had to pick somebody. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, also, come on. Uh, well, Vetus, he, like the time when we were watching Vetus, it's like, oh, this guy's coming back. Yes. Coming back soon. Uh, so that's what I was going to say in support is that I think we liked Vetus at the time and we both said, yeah, he needs to come back because he clearly likes the show. He likes the game and he's good TV. My only hesitation is that we're going to end up with this being all white people and Michelle. But I'm still going to let it stand just because fine, Vetus, he's good. All right, well. Oh, so many choices. Um, so I'm torn between my uh, urge to make this tribe uh, even more attractive <laughs> and uh, my list of people that I want to see play again. So it's basically Jay Byers is one candidate mm-hmm. um, because he's very attractive, if nothing else. That would fit else. the shirtless qualification that it John Keith certainly made. does, yes. Yes, he's, he certainly very rarely has a collar. Um, but... When he does, I'm sure it looks fantastic. I bet it does. He was. <laughs> the, the other one, uh, which I think I'll go with, uh, is Malcolm. Yes! That was my other pick! Oh. He is, uh, although he is Dartmouth educated, um, he's clearly a vagabond and has, uh, probably very little steady income that does not come from his parents. Uh, I don't know about that. People are paying him just to be on things. I don't know. I, I watched some of his web series, and like I don't think he was making any money off of that. No, <laughs> I think it actually just fits exactly what Bill was saying, which is like somebody approached him with this opportunity to spend his summer driving around the U.S. and like have a camera, and I was like, yeah, sure. It's like expenses paid. Okay, let's do it. It was probably one of those things, like we'll give you gas money and some beer. Okay, I'm in. Yeah, and his typical young, you know, twenty-something lifestyle and. I speak from somebody who met his wife aboard a bus across the country one for one month. Uh, yeah, no, I I thought Malcolm was perfect for this role. I mean, I think he still works as a bartender. You know, he did the teaching English. Like, yeah, he is the 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 trust fund no collar guy. It's like I don't need to fit in your rules, man, because things have been taken care of. Hey, look, if Malcolm actually you know draws his own income, good for you, Malcolm. But that's the type that you're fitting in here. This is an awfully young tribe that we've got going here. Just like the blue collars were all old, these are all young. Should, yeah. should we bring in Rupert? Oh, God. <laughs> no. There has to be a better way. Okay, well then, Cowboy. Cowboy? Oh, oh, Cowboy oh. from uh, Cook Islands? That's right. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it would fit old and not white. He was a weird medicine man type. That's right. All right, well, I feel like, like I said, we're going to end up with this tribe being all white people and Michelle. But if nothing else, I can at least make the tribe skew a little older. I think when I picture this, there's just the whole free spirit shirtless thing. You think Brian Heideck. And... (laughs) 
It's just, how did Brian Hayek become your go-to punchline? And it's so fortunate that you guys mentioned being to prison earlier. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure he ever went to prison. No, that's true. I think he was only, uh, charged or something. Charges were dropped. That's right. Um, okay, I won't, I won't nominate Hayek. He was my second choice, just for the record. (laughs) Was he? (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Um, uh, Oh, one other thing I want to say just on Malcolm is we didn't cast him last time for the Beauty Tribe, um, simply because we were experiencing a small measure of Malcolm fatigue. That's over now. Bring Malcolm back now. <laughs> yeah, especially after the casting on this last season. Like, yeah, That's we're right. fine. Go ahead. Bring him back. It's good. Bring back Malcolm. Bring back Tony. Just open up the gates. Let's do this. There's still plenty of options here. I'll say that I would support somebody you tried to cast earlier. I know, and... And Will might be out of vetoes. I can't remember the math. Yeah. I have one veto left. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, I don't know. This, do people that are in, you know, say, like a television career or writing career, does that count as shirtless and uh, no collar? I think it does. I think it counts as no collar. Okay. I think so. I mean, you can, at that point, I think you then have to make the judgment based on the person. Hmm. What if it was a person who had maybe won awards for their writing or producing? Is it an Emmy <laughs> or a Grammy? Cause then I it think was, it was but... an Oscar, in fact. Yeah, I uh, think it was an Oscar. Who's an excellent narrator of the I show. He, uh, I believe he was a nominee. Oh, was he just a nominee? Okay. So I'm speaking about Penner, I by the way. I would say he would qualify uh a pro- potential problem is that he was on a season with malcolm already yes and i think no he was not on a season with courtney so that would be covered um the thing is again i'm i'm just too worried about this tribe being so white so i guess I, I oh, look it. at the beauty tribe it only had uh bryce that's true but i'll i'll just round it out racially and i want him in the blue collar tribe anyway so i'll bring dreams back for this one oh Vito, couldn't you choose, like, Uncle Cliffy or something? He's no color. <laughs> I think I'm surprised that Uncle Cliffy was able to stay um, unmedicated, shall we say, while he was on that tribe. Because he even looked It's not like, addictive, John. He actually kind of looked like he was a little medicated while he was on that tribe. Uh, fine. Andy, are you going to uphold that veto? Uh, yeah, because I just want to see... Well, honestly, I would be okay with Dreams if we had a bit more age diversification with... But you can't stick Dreams on this tribe. Because it's all young people on this tribe, too? Yeah. You need, like, a cooler head for if you're going to have Dreams on <laughs> <laughs> But how enjoyable would it be to watch Vetus and Malcolm try to interact with Dreams? They would just vote him out. Oh, that's true, they would. Yeah. The cooler heads would prevail and just vote him out. Uh, fine. See, I'm tempted to bring Penner just because he's a good narrator, but I mean, if you've got Malcolm and Courtney, there's already enough shine on that tribe. They're going to get their confessionals in. They're going to be good and entertaining. Um, really? We're not going to let me have Heidek? I'll let you have Heidek. I like Heidek. Well, you know what? Actually, we have a, a winner in every tribe except for this one. I am going to say Heidek. Is used car salesman no-collar job? Um, I mean... I bet he has to wear like a shirt and tie. If if nothing else, softcore porn actor. Yeah, that's what I'm going. <laughs> that was a one-time deal. <laughs> and um, it was really just you know uh, a low-budget 
you know, romance film. <laughs> there, there's no penetration. Man. That's right. Um, not on camera, at least. <laughs> His wife totally looks like she was also in that industry, by the way. <laughs> I have not seen her, but screw it, I'm picking well, no, her. She was on the season, and remember he almost blew up her spot? Like, oh, yes. She took a tour of their fancy rich house. Yes. Like, uh, he got uh, mad, uh, like, oh, damn it. People were going to know I'm rich. Come on. You know you want to cast Bruce from Panama? He deserves a second chance. Oh, God. No. The poor guy was backed up. I was going to say, <laughs> when you're most famous for not being able to poop, I don't think I want you back on the survival. Okay, bring it back with his old friend Bob, who all he did was poop. <laughs> oh, come on, just make it better. Let's move on. No, because I feel like uh, this tribe needs a winner and the other tribes. Brian, all right. I because you have to. You don't have any vetoes left. Will does, though. And Will seems to be on Oh, he already he vetoed dreams. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there <laughs> so we go. So he turned right back around. I, I'm on board for Brian, though. Okay. And plus he brings that beautiful feathery hair that all the ladies love. Brian and Vetus, they will just be you know, running all the mind games. On there's, a, there's a lot of strategy on that, uh, on that tribe. Well, at least on the men. Yeah. Kelly, not so much. No. <laughs> Courtney, not so much either. Well, you say, yeah, I guess not. I think she. I feel like we we missed the free spirit, the the, the prototype. Like, does anybody have a tattoo? Malcolm no, Malcolm, right? yeah. So I was I was debating Lex, and actually, if I was going to take another winner, but then since I had to pick an older person, I was going to take Todd. But there's issues there. Well, Lex yeah. is older now. I mean, now Lex would be on the very old side. Of That's true. And come on. Since he played. Yeah. If you want to pick Lex, I have no no objection to Lex. But I love picking Heidek every time we do this. <laughs> well, you can do it the next time too. <laughs> and I will. Um, and then the next one is four winners. I'll be like right there with you. I have old <laughs> Brian Heidek. Fine. All right. It's going Lex then. Screw it. Here we go. He'll talk about. He'll use all his old hippie sayings and stacks of greenbacks. And there's one qualification. He has to come with the Mohawk. Yes. Uh, oh, that. Goes without saying. Yeah, and then he, he'll try to be hip with the young Vetus and Malcolm, but he'll just be like, whatever, Gramps. It'll be great! Except Vetus is mid-30s. Oh, I know, he's about as old as Lex. I was going to say, he's a dad. He's Lex not like now young. is my angry old man, and yeah. he will forever be that in my head. He might be younger than me, I don't know. All right, fine. So how about Lex? You cool with that one, Will? I'm good with it, yeah. All right, we'll leave Lex in then. So our final shirtless tribe, or no-collar tribe, if you will... Vetus, Malcolm, Lex, Kelly Wigglesworth, Courtney, Yates, I should clarify, and Michelle from Fiji. I feel like I haven't done my job in choosing very good-looking men. <laughs> well, you, you mentioned... You got Yule, you got Malcolm. Yeah, I've never been that, that hot on Malcolm. Jeremy? But... Actually, all, all of your guys are you know, not bad-looking dudes. That, still, that's like a standard season. That's true. It's true, there's nothing special here. There's nothing special. Uh, I'm I'm looking back to see how we did on the ladies, and uh, I think we might have swung and missed on the ladies. Oh, Kelly, and then Michelle. It's not looking good, though. I guess Sierra, if that's your thing, but it's not mine. Yeah, ooh. We did not do a great job with the sex appeal on this season, guys. Well, that's right. Kelly doesn't have to be Farmer's Daughter anymore. She's sexing, sexy marketing white-collar person. Sure. Like They'll, they'll make her wear glasses. It'll, it'll work. Uh, we're glad we got her now. Oh, that's we true, yeah. And it was like, oh, there'd be no attractive young ladies. Uh, I will say my uh, alternates for no-color female is I, I, it's like, if this is truly the model actor tribe, 
then let's just go all the way with model, and I had Sydney Wheeler on there. Just like, Oof. Let's just pick the hottest model. That would have definitely amped up the sex appeal on that. Yeah, track. I don't actually remember a single thing she did on Token Jeans. Don't need to. <laughs> I, I remember her cast <laughs> photo shoot. I I didn't remember who she was at all until there was the talk about Hottest Survivor, you know, whatever website had that poll. And I did a Google image search of her and... And went, oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Well, not even. I wasn't even like, oh, right. I was like, wow, somebody who looks like this was on Survivor? Yeah, Token Teens had a lot of lookers. We mentioned that, and I think it got dropped in our summer podcast series when you were edited out. And then uh, I also had uh, Andrea Belke as a potential there. Yeah, I had her too. She's not my type, though. Sorry, Andrea, if you're listening, which you're not. <laughs> She's busy making web series for, I imagine, not a whole ton of money. Uh, and then No Collar Met Dudes. Is, uh, I had Matt Bischoff just for the beard. Makes sense. I had Jeff Kent. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's where, yeah, I was like, what do we do with former athletes? And it's like, does it depend on the former athlete? Like, is Gary Hogaboom not a No Collar, but Gary Hawkins is? I don't know. <laughs> hey, Gary Hawkins is blue collar. He's a yeah. landscaper. Landscaper, unless unless he's the boss of the landscapers, then does that make him white collar? Ah. See, I was also tempted to bring back. There was um Frosty who runs on things. That was his job and jumps off of them too, I believe. Frosty's job when they mentioned him in China was parkour something enthusiast or something ridiculous that you're like, how is that money making? And and then how did they not have a bunch of challenges that like have him running across like top of a wooden balance structure? Bad job, China. Um, I, I did debate too, just because I think he's a very big fan and might be interesting to have back because he was so young at the time. But Spencer from Token Teens would be interesting, but we were so young on that tribe already. And again, so white and tattoo-less that I was like, eh, never mind. What is Spencer? He's the young gay guy from Token Teens. Well, I, think I know like that, <laughs> but what does he do? Yeah, but what does he do? Oh, he yeah. would be, he'd be the shirtless one. No, but what, like, what literally, what is his career? Um, question Besides mark, question mark, question mark. Young Survivor fan. Um, uh, yeah, I really don't know. I have student <laughs> next to his name still because I don't, I couldn't find anything about him, so. Yeah. He, he's like one of the, 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 the worst, like, fan, like, students of the game they've ever, like, finishers anyway. Not necessarily worse as a person, but. Like, usually when they, like, set up, like, this guy is a student, they usually make the merch. This is the reason why I didn't pick him, so. Alright, so that's our show. Uh, let us know while uh, my picks are great and, and these guys. <laughs> well, we should break down what the tribes were for everybody in case anybody's still listening and going, what the hell, and didn't write these down. Yeah, and we should discuss who's going to win this season. We should. Oh, we should. Yeah, we should all make a pick. I'll, I'll name our tribes, and then you guys tell me who's going to win this. Okay, so our white-collar tribe, we had Yule, Cass, Bob Dog, Kelly from this past season, Marty from Nicaragua, and Denise from the Philippines, Blue Collar, we had Judd, Twyla, Tony from uh, Cagayan, Sierra from Blood vs. Water, Jeremy from this past season, and Shambo from Samoa. And then the No Collar tribe was Vetus, Kelly Wentworth from Season 1, Malcolm, who everyone knows, Courtney Yates, Lex from two seasons and Michelle Yee from Fiji. All right. Kelly Wigglesworth. Yeah, you met Wigglesworth. Oh, did I say one worth again? Why do they have such similar names? One of them's going to have to wear purple. Oh no, wait, that won't work. (laughs) (laughs) How do they have W names that end in worth? 
and they're both Kellys. <laughs> That's insane. Yes. Oh, All right. So anyway, one of them has to go early, and it's gonna be Wigglesworth. Um, <laughs> so who's gonna win? Um, Tony, of course, right? Hmm. I don't know. I, no, I mean, honestly, we've always thought it'd be tough for Tony to, um, you know, duplicate that. I will say that he's not going early on that trap. Nope. He is definitely sticking around. They need him. But um, I'm going to go with Fetus. Okay. Will, who do you think wins? I'm going to go with Lex, of all people. Lex. Really? Yeah. He's going to sell out for that stack of greenbacks? Yes. Yes, he is. Okay. Um, he was never, I mean, he was never a saint, so that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, no, I, th- I think uh, he'll be underestimated because he played so long ago and uh, so poorly in one instance. Yeah, and actually, I mean, we saw that work for Jervis. I mean, to the degree that he got to the end. Uh, same with Michael Scoopin. So, yeah, I think you have a point that Lex could hang on long enough and then, you know, he's a clever guy. He could do some damage. Okay, I think you're both wrong. It's going to be a female winner, and I think it's going to be Denise. I think she's going to be our second two-time winner. I think in that tribe with... Yule and Marty and Cass, she's going, well, it, actually, she and Yule, I think, will align. She'll pull that, pull through with that tribe. She's good at challenges. She'll get far. And then she's just going to get underestimated because she's a former winner, but people don't talk about her as being this great strategist. And I think she gets underestimated. She gets to the end. She wins. Does Yule become her new Malcolm? Does Malcolm become her new Malcolm? I think. <laughs> <laughs> That would be awesome if it happened again. Um, I think Yule gets gunned for after the merge, if especially if Tony's still around. Um, and I think Denise is fine with that and, you know, starts taking out the big targets. Basically does what Natalie did. Just sits back and lets the tallest blades of grass get chopped down and then storms her way to the finish. All right. So uh, everybody listening, let us know who you think is going to win. Nobody picked Malcolm. Poor guy. What does that guy have to do? <laughs> At, what, uh, at some point, he's going to get to a challenge where his hands get too shaky, and that's all of it. Yeah, um, you know what he needs to do is have a season where they set it up for him to win, like they did with Cochran or Boston that's Rob. Right. <laughs> and they will. Oh, yes, they will. <laughs> yep. And I will rank it higher than most other people, because that does not bother me. <laughs> we are in the bag for Malcolm here. We like Malcolm. I, I agree with Will, though. I don't know that I I see the uh, attractiveness that some see in Malcolm, though. He has ridiculous facial hair. Yeah. Well, that's the, like, yeah, I, he, it kind of fits into what Will was saying about him. You know? It's just like, he's just on the cusp of manhood and he's not quite ready to go all the way. <laughs> I and don't that, know those were Will's exact words. No, but he, oh, yeah, it he's, was Will's thoughts. <laughs> he's bumming around. He needs to shave off that ridiculous hair, as you say. But he's still got that boyish grin that allows, uh, that wins people over. But, yeah, he's a smart dude, so. Sounds more like erotic fan fiction than (laughs) anything else. Well, I'll tell you which blog you can read that on. Yes. Uh, But for now, you can follow our show on our WordPress blog at purplerockpodcast.wordpress.com. You can send us notes and follow us on Twitter at purplerockpod. Or send us an email, purplerockpodcast at gmail.com. Will, do you want to tell them where they can find you on Twitter? Uh, You can find me at uh, at xlpelican. Um, which is a random series of letters and words that I use on Twitter. With a terrifying avatar of a giant pelican mascot. What else? Yeah, exactly. So um, if you are interested in debating with us how stupid our picks were, we love to hear that from you. So get in contact with us. Tell us who you would have taken instead. 
And we'll be back sometime in the near future once they make a cast announcement with a cast preview. That we will. Unless, unless, like, we, the preview just makes us feel like we hate them so much that we don't do it. Like, no, 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 Andy. There is at least one person, you know this, that we are very excited is going to be on next season. I'm starting to think that someone has a crush. Fully owning up to it. I mean, he's no Courtney Moon. All right, so, Will, thanks for coming back on the show. Thanks for having me. Hit the theme music. <laughs>